Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. I am the founder of Divorced Girl Smiling, the company that connects people facing divorce with trusted, vetted divorce professionals. We're also a podcast, a website, a mobile app, and I offer the free consult. Before we get started, I wanted to take a minute to make a recommendation for those of you who are considering mediating your divorce. I would highly recommend divorce mediator Michael Cohen. Michael is the founder of Michael's Mediation, and he is a former corporate executive turned divorce mediator. He is extremely compassionate. He is a divorce dad who went through a divorce himself, and he's just a great guy. Very compassionate, very smart, and extremely dedicated to this profession. So if you want to learn more, you can go to michaelsmediation.com, or you can find Michael in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. Going through a divorce, as you know, if you're listening to this, is not easy, but it is especially difficult if children are involved. And one thing when children are involved that separates a good divorce outcome with a not so good divorce outcome is creating a co-parenting agreement that promotes two things, the well-being of the children and the stability of the children. And actually, a third thing is that both of the parents are happy with the agreement as well. Mm -hmm. So what I want to talk about today is how a well-crafted post-divorce co-parenting agreement gives kids clarity and structure, which in turn will help them thrive. So this is called the key ingredients of a great co-parenting agreement. And to talk about this with me is Rita Morris. Rita is a licensed mental health counselor. She holds a master's degree. She's a therapist, a certified life coach, and a parent coach. Hi, Rita. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for being on. I always enjoy having you on the show. You're experienced. You have such compassion and a passion for helping people co-parent better when they get divorced. So thanks for doing this. Oh, Jackie, thank you. So Rita wrote an article called The Key Ingredients of a Great Co-Parenting Agreement, and we're going to go through the six vital elements that contribute to a successful post-divorce co-parenting agreement. Before we get into the six elements, tell me in your experience, because what you do is you help, that's your whole career is helping people co-parent, right? Yes, yes, sure is. Okay, so tell me the difference between the couples who co-parent well and the couples who don't and the difference it makes in the children. So the difference I think Jackie is always in the uh, ability to communicate and the level of conflict that exists between the parents. Um, You know, I, I get asked the question all the time about, you know, is divorce bad for my kids? And my standard answer to that is it's not, your family structure that's bad, you know, that can be um, detrimental to your kids. It's your family dynamic, meaning how people get along, how people communicate, how we work together as a team. Because, you know, when you're raising kids, if there's two of you, you kind of have to be a team on some level. 
even if you're divorced. And that is so difficult for people. It's so difficult for people. And if you think about it, it makes perfect sense that it's difficult for a couple of reasons. One, because, you know, we all want to do what's best for our kids, right? Two, because so often a big part of what leads to divorce is an inability to communicate in a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And there's so many losses along the way. And I think a lot of those losses are around our kids and time with our kids. So it makes it really hard. I can completely agree on both a professional and personal level. So what I want to talk about with you, I want to get to your six vital elements that contribute to a successful post-divorce co-parenting agreement. And what I want to tell my listeners is how you're going to benefit from this podcast is that these things that we're going to talk about, just make sure when you're putting together your agreement that you feel that these elements are included. Right, Rita? Yes, Okay. absolutely. All right, number one, embracing custody and visitation arrangements. So here's the thing, Jackie. So many times parents will get caught up in the fight for time with their kids, right? And, you know, it's really important when we talk about this to talk about, okay, 50-50 isn't necessarily what's always best for the kids, because it depends on their school schedule and how many other things they're doing and, you know, what even what kind of a kid you have. If you have a kid who doesn't do well with transitions, like, you know, changing homes every three days is not going to work for that kid. So when I when we talk about the custody and visitation agreements, I ask people to really think about what do you think would work best for your kids um, and try to remember as hard as it is sometimes that it's really about the quality of time that you, you spend with your kids, not necessarily the quantity. And that given technology, you know, we can FaceTime them. I certainly know those things are not the same. But the bottom line is, is what I'm really challenging people to do is to not get caught up in, you know, he's got six more hours than I do and, and continue the conflict over that. And to not feel guilty. Like, let's say you're a parent going through a divorce and you travel for work all the time, but you feel like you need to get 50-50 custody. Don't, because you should not feel guilty if it's better for your kids. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Don't feel guilty because if it's best for them, then it's best for you too. And just because a kid spends more time at one parent's house, that doesn't mean that they're not going to be close with the other parent. Not at all, Jackie. It's again, it's, you know, really all about how you spend the time that you have with them. You know, if you're all in different rooms and with the door shut and you're not actually spending any time together, then it doesn't it doesn't really matter. You know, so it's choosing how you're going to spend the time. That's the most important piece. Number two, nurturing decision-making harmony. What does that mean? So that means you're sort of agreeing that you're going to, how you are going to make the big decisions. So things like your children's education, healthcare, religion, extracurricular activities, like the big pieces, it's really important to think ahead of time about how are we going to make these decisions? Because if you're in the moment and you need to make a decision about oh my, all of a sudden your kid is being bullied and you need them to change schools, you don't want to have to figure out how you're going to reach that decision in the middle of, you know, some kind of a crisis. So you're telling people they should think about all these things and put it all in the agreement 
before yes. you get divorced. And is this something that you help your clients with? Like you think of everything? I do. I do. Because yes. I'll tell you what's so interesting. I got divorced when my kids were three and five. I couldn't wow. think past next week. Mm-hmm. So we never talked about college. We might have maybe touched on braces, but that wasn't going to be till they were 12. But that seemed like a mm-hmm. lifetime away. But I think Rita has such a good point because what you're saying is like, if God forbid something happens that involves making healthcare decisions and then things like religious upbringing or even, you know, of course, college expenses, everything needs to be on the table so that mm-hmm. when something happens, it's already in the agreement. Mm-hmm. Really, really yes. important. So you don't have to decide how you're going to decide. <laughs> and even if that decision is, okay, we are going to need to involve a third-party person to help us um, communicate about this, then that's your decision, right? Like, yeah. And that's a really good thing to put into an agreement because then when something happens and you're emotionally distraught, you can say, oh, well, it says here we're getting someone to help us, so let's call that person. Absolutely. And then and then what happens is, is you take yourself out of the conflict loop because it's in writing and you've agreed to it. I couldn't agree more. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff and I'm your host. I am here with Rita Morris. She is a therapist, certified life coach, and a parent coach. And Rita and I are talking key ingredients of a great co-parenting agreement. I'm going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to get to number three. I'll be right back. Co-parenting isn't easy. Trying to communicate with an ex about the kids' schedules, expenses, and the divorce itself can feel awkward, frustrating, and stressful. Well, guess what? The app Our Family Wizard can take this stress away and make co-parenting so much easier. I wish I would have known about Our Family Wizard when I was getting divorced. Our Family Wizard is an app used by more than a million parents and family law professionals, all who want to keep everything on the same page with their ex-spouse and or their clients. I'm talking about things like shared calendars, expenses, messaging, files, and other critical family information. People often say, I don't really like dealing with my ex. Well, guess what? Our Family Wizard makes it so much easier. Everything you both put in the app is kept on record, so it encourages both people to be amicable and fair. It also lets you put in all your expenses, so now your ex can see exactly to the penny what you're spending on the kids. This reduces resentment because people can actually see where the child support payment is going. I can't say enough about Our Family Wizard. It's a great app. It's very affordable, and it will make your life so much easier and better. To learn more, visit OurFamilyWizard.com. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with Jackie Pilisoff. I'm here with Rita Morris, therapist, certified life coach, and parent coach. Rita and I are talking about what you can do to make sure you have the best co-parenting agreement in your divorce. I'm moving on to number three, creating a culture of communication and co-parenting. Okay, this is going to be a good one. Tell me about this. A big piece of what often leads people to divorce is a lack of communication, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really important to recognize that if you couldn't do it during your marriage, it's not going to be easy to do it, Um, you know, when you're divorced, when 
there's all this, what I like to call the, um, the emotional muck that was your marriage, you know, the anger, the resentment, the hurt feelings, all of those things, they can get in the way. So what I ask people to do is, is two things. Um, one is to try to shift from your spouse mind to a co-parent mind. So instead of seeing your co-parent as your ex-spouse, you literally see them as a, as a co-parent. So you're, you're thinking of them as they're your teammate or they're your coworker and you are in the business of raising your kids. And that is not easy to do. By any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. it's but not. But if you love your kids, which we know you do, you yes, can do this. Do. And I think there's two things that can help you do this. If right now you're listening to this and you're thinking, they're dreaming. I can't even sit in the same room with this guy. I hate him. There's uh-huh. two things you can do. One, go to mediation. If you mediate your divorce, there's a little gift that comes. It's like a, a free gift with purchase that comes from mediation. <laughs> and do you know what the free gift is? It's that you learn how to communicate with your ex. Who uh-huh. I think mediation sets the foundation. I agree with that, Jackie, because you're, it's a foundation. Mm-hmm. And you're learning the skills of communication. Absolutely. The second thing I was going to tell my listeners to do is go see Rita. Rita's entire career is helping people learn how to communicate when your co-parents who don't like each other. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. There's right. so, especially at the beginning, there's so much, like Rita said, resentment, anger. Rita can teach you how to communicate even with that anger for the benefit of Absolutely. your kids and for the benefit of you, too. Not mm-hmm. you, Rita. You mean yes, and believe it or not, it's gonna make people. It's gonna make you feel better when you when you have the ability to do it, especially when you think about what you're modeling for your kids. One hundred percent. And also, I want to mention that Rita can see couples, but also if you have a really difficult ex, you can see Rita by yourself, and she can give you strategies to make everything so much easier for you and your kids. Mm-hmm. Number four, supporting each other financially. That should be included in the agreement. So what does that mean? It, it means in, when it comes to finances, you need to lay it all out there. People will often get caught up in, oh, my God, we never talked about extracurricular activities. We never talked about medical bills that aren't covered by our insurance. We never talked about school, you know, education payments. So laying it all out on the table about like, what's the amount of support that your people are going to have? How frequently will you be paid? How are changes in circumstance going to be handled? All these things really need to be in your parenting agreement because it's, it, you know, it's just so important. And it, the things that people get caught up in so often are around money. Oh, a hundred percent. It's very emotional. And mm-hmm. I think you hit it on the head. If everything is spelled out, then there will be less conflict in the future because you can just go to your divorce decree and see what you're responsible for financially. And this mm-hmm. is where a good lawyer comes in, don't you think? Yes. Yes. Because the and lawyer it- needs to think of everything that you might have to spend money on who's paying for what. Mm-hmm. And it gives you leverage, right? Because mm-hmm. you can say, but this is in our parenting agreement. This is in writing. And then there's nothing to have a conflict about because the, what Absolutely. the person say. Number five, resolving conflicts with compassion. Yes. 
not an easy thing to do, but I always encourage people to think about, okay, there was a point in your life where you loved this person enough to marry them. And remember that when you, you're going through this, you're going to see the absolute worst in people. It, you know, divorce is hard and it brings out the worst in people, but Mm -hmm. you know, seeing your co-parent as your co-parent, as a human being, and remember that as much, you know, they're struggling likely as much as you are. They may not show it. They're not talking to you about or it. More. But, or, or more. Or more. In some cases, yes, absolutely. And, and a little compassion goes a long way. I could not agree more. And what I want to tell my listeners is that if you're at the beginning of your divorce, when Rita said, like, people's the worst and people comes out, it really isn't forever. So what I find in so many divorce cases is, yeah, people show their worst selves and then it gets better because Mm -hmm. with time and everybody moving on, people actually become friends again. I mean, if somebody Mm -hmm. would have told me I would be friends with my ex during the first year of divorce, I would have said, you're dreaming. There's no Mm -hmm. way. And Mm -hmm. now, you know, we're friends and it Mm -hmm. really, our kids are much better for it, but it took a while, but it will happen even if you don't believe it. I really believe it. But Rita, mm-hmm. I love how you talk about compassion because when people are angry and they're mean, it's because they have fear and anxiety. Yeah. So they're just scared for themselves. And that's why they mm-hmm. might turn into a bully or just be mean to you or be vindictive because they're scared and hurting. Jackie, that's uh, exactly a hundred percent. You know, it's, it's funny because it's a thing that I have always taught my kids about, you know, when people are being mean to them at school or whatever, I, my response always is hurt people, hurt people, you know, and it doesn't make it okay, but it does, it does lead to some compassion. Mm -hmm. Totally. Hold on. I'm writing that down. I'm going to quote you and put it all over Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. All right. Number six, embracing flexibility and growth. So this is where it becomes important to even have a conversation about how often are we going to review our parenting plan, right? I encourage people to sit down every six months or over email, whatever kind of, you know, review works for you because kids change, their schedules change, their needs change, their activities change, you know, all of these things are going to be shifting. Like it's, it's just like parenthood, like you think you got it down and then boom, right? (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. Because their hobbies are constantly changing. Like one week they're into basketball. So they join the team. Then like six months later, they're into like art. But, um, and that then schedules change and needs change. And maybe you have to go to a travel basketball tournament every weekend now, and you didn't Mm -hmm. know that last year. So Rita's right. I think sick every six months is kind of dreaming, but I think even every year, if you say, okay, right before the start of school, we're going to have a quick meeting or we're going to email and have a FaceTime or whatever and discuss the scheduling. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. like set a time every year. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I often tell people to do it like right before the kids go back to school or, yeah. or right after they go back to school when you sort of know more of what their schedules are going to be. Right. Right. You know? And the thing is, um, as far as like flexibility, 
you don't have to run to your divorce attorney if the schedule changes, because all you're going to be doing is spending money. So if mm-hmm. you can get to a point, and again, when you mediate, you're more likely to get to this point where you can say, you know what, Tuesdays no longer work for me. Can we switch it to Thursday without having to have a whole big thing with having it in writing? I remember somebody said to me once, if you can put your divorce decree in a drawer and just do what works for the kids and both parents, then you're really winning in divorce. Oh, Jackie, 100%. Right? You know, the, I mean, the parenting plan is there for your reference. And it's, again, there are things that, you know, we need to have in writing, but the, the flexibility is so, so important. Right. And the parenting plan is much needed for the first probably couple years. And then I'm talking about the drawer later. Yes. You yes. know, I would say, Jackie, typically the first two years are the toughest. Mm-hmm. I think so too. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rita, we're out of time. We're out of tips and out of time. So. <laughs> I have many more tips, Jackie. <laughs> I know you do, which is why I want to tell my listeners, if you want to reach Rita, her website is called apparentspath.com. She offers group coaching, individual coaching, couples coaching. So call her for a consult. You'll, you'll just love her. Rita, thank you so much I for always- being on the show. Thank you, Jackie. I'm always delighted to be here with you. Well, you're a great guest and a great, great coach. In closing, what I want to say is I'm going to steal this from Rita's article because she wrote this. Being a parent isn't easy, let alone being a single parent. A solid, strong co-parenting agreement is a huge help in single parenting after divorce. Be thoughtful about it and remember that there are no right or wrong decisions in crafting a co-parenting agreement, only decisions that are best for the kids and best for each person. Remember that when you have a really good co-parenting agreement, everyone in the family benefits from it. So I hope that helps. And if you want to find my list of trusted vetted divorce professionals, which includes Rita, go to divorcedgirlsmiling.com. You can also listen to more podcasts, read articles, or sign up for my free consult. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you real soon.